Amen. It's not all the time that my dad asked me to teach and give me a specific topic with some areas you want me to look at critically. And uh, that's different from when you are told to preach and then you are moved and you bring what you want to preach. <laughs> yeah. And this morning, the subject you're going to look at is the impact of fasting on the spirit of man. The impact of fasting on the spirit of man. Remember that this is our month of I'm empowered in my body, right? Hallelujah. And uh, the last teachings we're going to be having to the end of the month is to look at um, some very interesting aspects of the human being. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm trusting God that we will gain understanding, greater understanding. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 23. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. There's a bunch of Bibles there. Our Apostle Paul is praying. And he says that, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our lord jesus christ amen and let's open our bibles again to isaiah chapter number 58 isaiah chapter number 58 and let's read from the verse number six to the verse number eight isaiah 58 is this not the fast that i have chosen to lose the bonds of wickedness and to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked, that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Then your light shall break forth like the morning your healing shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you the glory of the lord shall be your rare god amen now no person can better define a product than the manufacturer the manufacturer is the best person that defines a product and explains a product every other person is either informed by the manufacturer or that person makes an assumption but if you want detailed definition explanation of a product you ask the manufacturer hallelujah now god is our manufacturer god has made us some hundred tells us that we are made by god so god is our maker and therefore he is the only one that can clearly give us a definition of the composition of man what makes up the man because he made man himself now in first thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23 paul the apostle by the help of the holy spirit unveils a certain reality to us gives us a certain definition of what makes us now, Paul says that the God of peace will keep you holy in your spirit, 
in your soul and in your body and the arrangement that paul gives there must not be confused it's very deliberate the spirit first the soul second and then the body next it's in the order of authority and relevance so every human being has a spirit has a soul and has a body i hope you're following me so you are essentially a spirit you have a soul and you have a body now when you fast it affects all these three aspects of your life but this one i want to look at what does fasting do to my spirit and i'm sure on thursday we're going to have what it does to our soul and then finally i'm sure sunday will do what happens to our bodies amen for some of us when we are fasting we're looking at weight loss that is that is that is uh a very uh should i say a, a mediocre way of looking at what fasting does to us amen so you are a spirit you are not a flesh now why the soul and why the body the soul enables the spirit to re have relationship with the body why the body the body container of the spirit so that the spirit can have interaction with the earthly dimension so in other words man you are immaterial and material you are tangible and intangible amen so the reason god gave us a body is so that you and i can interact with the earthly dimension we can touch we can be really kings to dominate the earth as opposed to be without the body you cannot be relevant on the earth praise the name of jesus no matter how gifted a man is if you die that's the end your gift is not relevant to anybody on earth any longer and this is why i keep saying something that you don't even need to fast and pray to cast out the devil because every spirit has no legal rights to dwell in the earth dimension for you to dwell in the earth dimension you need a body and that's why jesus christ Bible said the word became flesh so even jesus took upon himself flesh to relevant here on earth hallelujah and so you are a spirit and if you can have this understanding you invest more into your spirit than other aspects of your life paul the apostle says that bodily exercise profited little no, no matter how you exercise yourself it profits little there is great gain in exercising your spirit man hallelujah amen and amen hallelujah in proverbs chapter 17 and verse number 22 it says a cheerful heart is good medicine but a broken spirit dried up the bones a cheerful heart so in this place the the scripture is interchanging spirit and heart It's the same thing trying to say here so when a spirit man the spirit of a man is joyful and excited it strengthens and give life to the bones but when the spirit of a man is broken his life is broken it's as simple as that now in genesis chapter number two and three we come to understand that when god created adam of course his spirit and then god said the day that you shall touch this tree or eat thereof you shall surely die it means that there is something in you that will die and we see in chapter three that adam ate of the fruit and was still walking around and so the issue is that is god lying or truly man died the truth is that man died but what died in man the spirit man 
died. He became dead. So anyone who is not born again is a walking dead. Means the spirit man is dead. The greatest miracle that can happen on earth is not the raising of a dead body from the grave. It's the raising of a dead spirit from hell. That's the greatest miracle. Hallelujah. And so when man fell, his spirit man was dead, disconnected from God. It, it, it no longer had a relationship with God. It no longer had the endowment of divine ability on earth. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen and amen. As soon as the spirit of man died, then the body began to decay. So decay begins from the spirit man. When the spirit man died, the body began to die. And therefore, you look through the scriptures as the spirit of man kept getting corrupt over the years the age of man began to go down and down and down and so from 900 and something something 960 years it came down to now it's 21 years will die at 21 but when there is life a robust spirit will sustain the body and so the apostle john says that i wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers so if your inward part is prospering your outward part cannot be poor so having a healthy body is not necessarily much of jogging every morning it's jogging your spirit there are those that eat well they exercise well but they die early and if you meet any person that has lived long and looking healthy, one of the things they'll tell you, the first they'll tell you is not most of the time about food. They'll tell you about forgiveness. It's a thing of the spirit. It's not the spirit. So a healthy spirit means a healthy body. Proverbs 18, 14 says, The spirit of man will sustain his infirmity, but a broken spirit who can bear? May God strengthen your spirit man. In the name of the Lord Jesus. May God strengthen your spirit man. So with this understanding you must invest in the spirit amen and that's what we come to do in church we come to church to invest in the spirit everything we do is to invest in the spirit because if i'm strong inward then i'm strong outward may you have strength on the inside of you now a quick recap on what fasting is because i'm looking at what fasting does to the spirit man and i've just tried to lay some few foundations down that you are three in nature you are spirit you have soul and then you have a body amen and then I try to let you understand the importance of your spirit man being strong. Hallelujah. Your spirit man must gym and have six packs. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen and amen. Now, fasting um, traditionally means to stay away from food. As simple as that. As the world is getting more sensual by the day, we say there are types of fast. So I fast away from TV. And you call that a fast. I fast away from eating for food because I fast. No, it's much more than that. When a man stays away from pleasure, especially of food, for a higher focus, that is fasting. Now, when any time we do that, something happens to our spirit man. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, there are three things in the spirit or there are three functions in the spirit. I want to bring out these functions to you and then let you see what happens to these things. In the spirit, you find the conscience. In the spirit, you find intuition. In the spirit, you find communion. Conscience. Now, the conscience is the discerning part of the spirit man. 
the ability to discern between right and wrong is in the conscience so somebody does something that is unimaginable this guy doesn't have conscience that's what we tell the person it is that element god has put in you that you don't need somebody to tell you you are wrong with this or this is bad you just know that i should not do this in romans chapter number one you see god um, god speaking through apostle paul making it clear that no one has an excuse those without the law there's a law placed inside of them the conscience in a man is the mechanism god has put in the man to help him know that this is wrong this is right and not do what is wrong that is what is there it helps morality this conscience is not influenced by what you are taught necessarily it's something that comes to you naturally it's embedded in your spirit man but when man fell and the spirit man was dead that conscience had an effect but when you become born again you are regenerated your spirit man comes back alive better than it was before for if any man be in christ he's a new creation all things are passed away all things have become new there's a fresh thing that's happened to you your conscience has come alive that's conscience now intuition intuition is the sensing organ of your human spirit it helps you to discern to sense something and it's more in women um, honey i don't know but i don't like this guy and a man goes what don't you like about him i can't tell but i just i just don't like this guy and you see women are more they are more vulnerable to the things of the spirit than men do and and we all know that hallelujah in any program if you find more women in the service the tendency that things are going to happen in dimension is very high but when you find more men i've preached amongst men before and sometimes you have to pray long because what you are, everything you are saying they are trying to reason it out what are you trying to say doesn't make sense but a woman there's this vulnerability to the things of god so the intuition works more in them so most times a lot of husbands have been delivered from very very interesting stuff because their wife they listen to their wife it's like, that thing you're going to do you, it won't work don't do it but she can't explain so it's not something that comes from what you are learning but it's something that just is a prompting that comes to you hallelujah and then the third thing is communion what it means is this that it takes your spirit to commune with god in john chapter 4 verse 24 the bible said that god is spirit and that was me spirit and truth so you don't worship god with your senses you worship god with your spirit it's a spirit thing it's not a sensual thing it's not what you see what you feel and that is why you don't worship because things are going on well you worship based on a certain dimension of revelation so things are not going on well there's nothing called good news around you but th there's there's this there's this hunger to want to be with god there's this hunger to want to fellowship with god it is not at the sensual level it's not what you are seeing it's what you're discerning hallelujah now when you fast there is a brooding of the holy spirit on your conscience now remember that the chosen fast 
is equal to fasting plus prayer plus the word and plus charity we got that in the course of the weeks are you with me so when you are fasting engaging the word engaging in prayer praying the spirit and understanding and then doing all that god has enlisted there in isaiah 58 you create a certain atmosphere a certain union that goes on the spirit of god broods over your conscience and imparts your conscience with the very thing that is in god the nature and the character of god is impressed on your spirit now this is the serious thing here you now go beyond knowing between good and right you come to a place of knowing between of the spirit and not of the spirit so fasting takes you beyond that if it's just about morality there was a difference between us and the unbeliever because there are unbelievers around who know what is right and what's wrong and they choose they know what to do but for the saints there is a seed placed inside of you and so when you fast what happens to that aspect of your spirit man is that your conscience comes alive and strong that is even goes beyond just good and right you come to a place of discerning between what is of the spirit and what is not of the spirit hallelujah to jesus now let me take it a step further looking at the conscience i want to bring into it galatians chapter number five and verse number 22 can we have it on the screen galatians 5 and verse number 22 but the fruit of the spirit is now people of god when you become born again apostle john said that he that is born of god cannot sin because the seed of god dwells in him now when you become born again this aspects of the spirit of god this fruit is placed in you as a seed now by fasting and prayer the word and charity creating the atmosphere the holy ghost sits on that conscience sits on it the interaction between your spirit and the spirit of god now bets the fruit out of that seed then you have joy peace long suffering coming out of you it's not something that you decide to but it's something imparted and stirred up by the spirit inside of you so you love not because you chose to love but it's a certain energy that is coming out of your conscience because of the brood of the holy ghost that's why most of you when you fast realize that it's easier for you to love at a certain dimension than when you've not fasted and so when fasting becomes my lifestyle and your lifestyle and we sit on the word of god and in prayer and in all that it entails what happens is this this fruit of the spirit will come out naturally may you have the grace to fast hallelujah to jesus and so that's something that happens to you the fruit of the spirit indeed is a fruit the previous verse says that the works of the flesh it means that when it comes to things of the flesh, you have to work it. This one, the Holy Ghost works it in your spirit. So by fasting, you place yourself in a place where these things embedded in your spirit, man, comes alive by the brooding of the Holy Spirit. Remember, the Bible says something. There is a spirit in man, but the breath of the Almighty gives you understanding. When the Holy Ghost comes upon your spirit, this seed implanted into you by your new birth begins to come out as fruit shout aloud amen to that amen and amen praise the name of jesus 
I've heard people say something that, oh, pastor, it's, it's so difficult to forgive. It's so, so difficult. Yes, it's difficult for the mortal man. It's difficult. But the truth is that since you are born again, it's not difficult. You have just not stared it. No, what, what, what this guy has done, I just, I can't let him go. I will handle him. But when you stir it up by fasting and prayer and by the word and by the charity and all of that, it becomes a natural outflow from you. The, the lion doesn't struggle to roar. It's in its nature. The dog doesn't struggle to bark. It's in its nature. Now, if you are the new creation in Christ Jesus, you must not struggle to love. You must not struggle to have you know, put your anger on the check. You must not struggle. You are not an angry man trying to learn patience. You are a patient man learning how to release it. It's inside of you. So every fruit mentioned there, joy, you have joy on the inside of you. By engaging the spiritual exercise of fasting, you stir up that ability. It's like a fountain inside of you, covered with sand. But by fellowship in this dimension, there's a staring. It just comes out. Things are not going on where, but you're smiling. Like the prophet said. The trees are not bearing. There's, there's barrenness everywhere. But the man is still singing with joy. Why? It is called the joy of the Lord. And it's right there. So anytime you fast, what happens to you in your spirit man, it affects your conscience and that seed of the spirit inside of you. Hallelujah. Number two, intuition. Now, I said earlier on that intuition is the sensing organ. The sensing organ. The sensing organ. Now, most times the revelations of God and all the movements of the Holy Spirit are known to the believer through this aspect. Now, there are some of us that walk into a service and you cannot even tell whether if the Spirit of God is here or not. You can't tell. There are some of us believers that are so unsensing. We just can't sense anything that God is doing. Either we are playful all through, or familiar all through, or just behave anyhow. But one way by which you can sharpen your sensitivity to know when the Holy Ghost is moving as to what to do per time is when you fast. You can tell. Oh, we can all feel the wind. It's something we're able to do because of this flesh. Because of our senses. In the same vein, there is a wind blowing in the service. There are ministrations going on in the service. There are movements in the service. Because Hebrews tells us that where we are sitting is Mount Zion. There are angels all around here. But you have not perceived. You don't, you don't even be aware about it. There's the blood of sprinkling. And it's just sanctifying you. It's just making you clean. It's there. There's the spirit of just men made perfect. Oh, there is Sarah sitting out there. I know you've not had a child for three years, but don't worry. God is going to do it. There's a spirit of Elijah somewhere. Ah, now don't worry. God is with you. There's a spirit of just men made perfect in the same atmosphere. But you know something? When you are not sensitive like Jacob, you will be by the entry to heaven and miss your encounter. But fasting brings you to that place of sensitivity. Your intuition is activated. You can discern. You, you can tell what is happening. Because spiritual things are spiritually discerned. They are not lent. 
Jesus asked the disciples, who do men say I am? And I'm sure they began to look at the essential dimension. Oh, some say that you are a prophet. Some say you are something like that. They say, who do you say that I am? The Bible says that Peter said that you are Jesus Christ, the son of living God. Jesus Christ said something. He said, this knowledge just disposed. This one is just released right now. It's not from any library. No flesh can teach you. It's not in any school. But my father who is in heaven. It means that at all times, the father is revealing himself. But it takes those who are sensitive to descend and take it. Oh, people of God, many times the breakthroughs you are asking God for has been released a long time. But you are not sensitive to know at what point in time, what should I do at this time to activate this into reality? Hallelujah. 5,000 men aside, women and children are hungry. The Bible says, and he himself knew what to do. If he wasn't sensitive to the move of God, because remember, in the same John, Jesus Christ says, the son can do nothing of himself. But as he sees the father, he does. So it means that the success of Jesus Christ in handling the daily issues that came his way was his ability to be sensitive to what God is doing at that very moment, at that very time, and then plug into it. God is doing something right now. I said, God is doing something right now. I pray that you be sensitive to discern and then lay hold on it. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, he's always moving. God is always moving. Mm. Brother, you lack sensitivity. That's why you cannot tell that the sister that's sitting by your side is your wife. Lack of sensitivity. And the sister too cannot be sensitive to discern destiny. But sees the person's present and discuss the person. But when you are sensitive, you can tell this is what God is doing at this time in this person's life. And then embrace it. Even the cause of service, sometimes you are told, give the Lord a jump. And somebody is standing and looking at you. It's lack of sensitivity. Because if you are sensitive, you realize that ah, that instruction that, that came, there is something unique in that thing for me. It's of the spirit. It's of the spirit. Oh, pick a seed and let's sow into the life of this man of God. Then you are there. And, and in your pocket, there's what to give. But lack of sensitivity will make you do that. Oh, you could sacrifice beyond what you are doing. But lack of sensitivity. What will make you consider your needs above the need of God? Lack of sensitivity. Hallelujah. And no, some of us are so not discerning and not so sensitive that it has delayed the expression of some things in our lives. But I pray with you and for you that in this service, the Lord will stay up your spirit man once again in the name of the Lord Jesus. And as you engage in fast, you engage in fastings. You engage in fasting. Somebody say fastings. Say fastings. Some years ago, I remember I was fasting somewhere and um, I had, I had this, this, this shoe that was given to me as a gift. And one thing I hated was when I have something and somebody else takes it. I didn't like it. And while on the fasting period, the Holy Ghost said to me, said, you are going you are going tomorrow and uh, by the time you get home your sister has taken this shoe and worn it don't be angry now somebody asked me did you hear the voice of god no but i descend i could tell you were speaking to me most times when some of us stand here and tell you that i see a breakthrough coming away we are not seeing it we are sensing it when you are sensitive what it means is that you have built a very high tower and your reception 
to the ways of heaven is very high. When you are not sensitive, your reception is poor. Just as when you want to make a call and where you are, the network is poor. You can't make a call. The worst part is when you're using the internet. I get the whole idea. Now, the fact that your internet is not working does not mean there's nothing in the air. There's something in the air. There's some transference of information in the air. There's some Google in the air. There's something going in the air. There's some updates, applications in the air. But because your reception is poor, you would think that there's nothing going on. And many a time, that's how a lot of us are. We are in a state where we think nothing is happening. But a lot is happening. But we're not just sensitive. If I were you, hearing this one, I went back some fastings. That job you need oh, is just by your side. Just be sensitive. May God stir you up in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. So the, the thing about that sensitivity is that you, you are not told. You are not taught. It's not something you read, read from a book. No. It's by the birthing of the spirit in your spirit, man. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Oh, you need that sensitivity in your giving. Yeah. Yeah. How come a brother can be in church for so long and he has a need? No, none of us know. No sensitivity. But when you are sensitive, you can discern. You can tell. And then plug yourself in. Now, the, the third thing, which might be the last point, is communion. Now, one thing that fasting does to you is that it stirs up a hunger in you for God. There are some of us who are not hungry for God at all. At all. One of my wonderful ones told me something about he was in a class and the woman who was teaching a particular course, anytime she mentioned Jesus, then tears in her eyes. There are people that when you meet them and talking about God, they, they don't know what to do to themselves. And there are yet other people to know what is said about Jesus Christ. They'll look at you like that. What are you talking about? <laughs> There's no hunger. I can tell your hunger dimension uh, for God by how you behave in worship time in church. I can tell your hunger dimension by how you respond to the word of God. I can tell your hunger dimension. You can't fake it. When you are hungry, it doesn't matter where you are. You will tell somebody, Charlie, is there no restaurant here? I'm hungry. You can't hide the hunger. Hunger cannot be hidden. It only cries for attention. And when it gets too fat, if you're not careful, you will buy anything and eat. It's after you have realized, this thing is not even nice. Hunger. When as a believer, you lose your hunger for God, you have lost your connection to perpetual divine encounters divine encounters answers to the hungry spirit man when a man is hungry and thirsty for god he always has fresh encounters with heaven but when you're not hungry for god oh today you are up tomorrow you are down may god birth in us a hunger for him what will make a man lie under a truck and in prayer in tears he will tell god if you don't give me Scotland, I will die under this truck. There's a certain hunger for a revival. Revival begins with a hunger. I pray that may your hunger come alive. Some time ago, we had a teaching from Reverend Edwin Datsun. And he was telling us the focus of every attack the enemy brings is not your outward benefits. 
is your inward qualities. Oh, may your hunger come alive. Why do you come to church? Because you're hungry? Because pastor will call you. If because pastor will call you, you'll miss the encounter for the service. But if you come to because you are hungry, it is that hunger that will make you run when you are late. It is that hunger. I need no one to call or check on me. I am already in church. It is that hunger that even when you are sick and your head is going off your neck, you carry it to church. It's hunger. It's hunger. Anywhere you hear Jesus being talked about, can I hear more of this thing? It's hunger. The one who deserves to be filled is the one who is hungry. To the one who is already full, is a waste. So sometimes, so much word comes from the altar to us, but it's wasted. Why? The hunger is not there. But when you fast, there's a hunger that will come in you. A hunger to want to know him. Ah, Paul the Apostle, after all that he had achieved to the Lord, after all, he said, that I may know him and the power. I could imagine how he was praying that prayer. So much hunger. So a few years ago, I was in my room praying. And at the point I realized I had missed Jesus so much. I was praying, but I missed him. And I took my phone. I went to message. And then I typed 333 as a number. Since it's uh, Jeremiah 33 verse 3. And I wrote, Jesus, I really miss you. Can you visit me today? And sent it. It went, but I don't know where it went to. When was the last time you missed Jesus? When was the last time you? you? Oh, deep insights are for those who are hungry. When you fast, at the aspect of communion, there's a hunger that comes into you to want to know him. You want to be with him. Oh, you are praying in tongues. After five minutes, you are done. When you have hunger in you, you have a vision. That's where you want to get to. Until I get there, I'm not stopping. But when there's no hunger, there's no vision. So, you don't like prayer meetings? You don't like Bible studies? There's no hunger. And I think sometimes too, it's so interesting that when you get born again, the Lord gives you a foretaste of some encounters just to keep that hunger on as you journey through the Christian walk. Now, how can you desire a particular food if you've never tasted it before? So the, the song says, like, come, taste and see that the Lord is good. Why am I not able to tell people about Jesus? Because something's wrong somewhere. Oh, may hunger come in the name of the Lord Jesus. In worship, by the expression of songs, even your demeanor is influenced by your hunger. A man who had so many sins, let's assume he was a, a, a lady, maybe he was a prostitute, and she's done so many bad things, and then Jesus forgives her. And another lady who comes from a Christian home, the father is a pastor, the mother is a pastor, doesn't know what club is, doesn't know anything, and he's told your sins are forgiven you. For some funny reasons, if not by revelation, for the other lady, she wouldn't cherish the salvation. But for the one whose sins he considered were too many and was forgiven, it's a difference. And you can tell in the person's commitment. They normally say when Muslims get born again, they are the most vibrant in church. 
Because they have been alive for too long and they knew where they went to. They say, ah, no, no, this is the truth. Must stick by it. Are you taking salvation for granted? You fast. The hunger will come back alive again. In the name of Jesus Christ. And one other thing again is this. In the place of communion, apart from the hunger, there is a sweetness of fellowship. There is a closeness to the presence of God. You easily connect with heaven at that dimension when we fast. It's my prayer that the Lord will place in us a burden. A burden to want to lay hold on more realities by engaging ourselves in this commitment in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. I can tell you for truth, there is no special person in the kingdom. The only people who are committed to spiritual demands. When you are committed to spiritual demands, it doesn't matter who you are. You operate at the same dimension. God is not one that decides to favor one person than the other. Grace is universal. Grace is equitably distributed. But what happens is this. There are people who toil in grace. When you toil in grace, you have more grace to distribute. But when you joke with grace, you have less grace to distribute. I, I want to walk in a dimension with God in everything, not in some things. And I know there's grace here this morning. Grace for fasting. There's a grace of fasting. Yeah, there's a grace of fasting. One time, Prophet Achuman has made a statement. He said that he was praying one day. In the course of the prayer, that, that man can fast so much. While he was praying, God told him, My son, you have stopped aging. Period. You have stopped aging. All these wrinkles, if that spirit man is on fire, it will go. Don't depend too much on makeup. Go to your maker. Your maker up there. He will change things about you. The grace to fast. The grace to wait on the Lord so that my spirit man can be energized for supernatural things. Lift your two hands above your head and pray that prayer this morning. Are you, are you tired of how your work has been? Oh, there is a solution. There is a solution. As we wait on him, putting away the pleasures and focusing on him in the word and prayer, there is a stirring. There is a stirring. Oh, Oh, lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. The grace, the grace. Oh, lift your voice and pray for five moments. Let's pray this prayer. Grace, grace, grace. Grace to put the food aside. Grace to put my knees aside. Grace. 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 To fast. Receive it. Oh, receive it. It's a grace. Receive it. There's an ability for it. Receive it. I need to be more sensitive. I need to be more discerning. I need to be more hungry for God. I need to be closer to him than ever before.
There are many things happening in the realms of the spirit. I want to be part of it. I receive grace. I receive grace. I receive grace. 